coming up on this episode of the Colon Cancer Podcast. You know, we all have individuals that we need to live for. Don't give up. Never give up when you when you receive the word that you have cancer. Fight, fight the battle, be the winner, and, and, and push through it. You'll be just fine. Welcome to the Colon Cancer Podcast, offering hope, information, and inspiration to those impacted by colorectal cancer. I'm Lee Silverstein. Welcome to episode 58 of the Colon Cancer Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. And I want to start off by saying a happy new year to each and every one of you. And again, my sincere thanks and gratitude for your tremendous support of this project and all that we're doing to help share those stories of information, inspiration, and hope of those affected by colorectal cancer. I'm really excited for 2017. I have a lot of exciting things planned. Not quite ready to announce some of the big things that uh, we're going to be doing, but stay tuned. It won't be long. Uh, Just some really exciting things that will help us expand the reach of into the cancer community in general and uh, more to come on that. And we'll just leave that there. I was really proud to learn the other day, actually yesterday, the day before, let's say I'm recording this on Wednesday, January the 4th, 2017, and I received a surprising email yesterday from our good friends over at I Had Cancer. If you're not not familiar with that organization, uh, follow them on Facebook, and even better, follow them on Instagram. That seems to be their go-to platform where they're just sharing some terrific survivor stories. And anyway, uh, I received an email from them telling me that the Colon Cancer Podcast was being recognized by I Had Cancer as part of their 2016 Best Cancer Blog Awards. So we received a very nice mention in there and uh, very, very grateful for that and uh, truly appreciate that. It's nice to get uh, here that we're, we're making a difference out there. If you have an ostomy or are undergoing chemotherapy, you know at times it can be a struggle to stay hydrated. That's where H2ORS can help. H2ORS is an oral rehydration solution, which is an over-the-counter electrolyte drink mix for dehydration. H2ORS is a medically accepted alternative to IV hydration. So for those of you who are struggling to stay hydrated due to an ostomy or chemotherapy, H2ORS can help replenish your fluid and electrolyte levels. It has three times the electrolytes of most sports drinks without the excess sugar, artificial flavors, or artificial colors. If you would like to try a free sample of H2ORS, go to h2ors.com sample and they'll ship one out to you. No strings or hidden costs attached. Also, when you make your first purchase at h2ors.com, if you use the code CCPOD, you will get 10% off your first order. Some exciting events coming up on the horizon that I want to share with you. 
We're starting off the year with some exciting events in the colon cancer community, and that begins with a very interesting webinar that's a topic near and dear to my heart, and the webinar is titled Interventional Radiology 101, and this is coming up on Wednesday, January the 18th from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time. In the webinar, we're going to be covering what is interventional radiology and could it be right for your treatment plan. Specialist physicians in interventional radiology are often overlooked as sources for cutting-edge therapy options. Besides biopsy and port placement, interventional radiologists provide targeted, minimally invasive non-surgical treatment options. So join us for this webinar. Again, it's on Wednesday, January the 18th from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Details and information can be found on the Colon Cancer Alliance website at ccalliance.org. Interventional radiology is uh, where I've been living. I spent a couple of nights at the Moffitt Cancer Center in 2016. Thanks to my interventional radiologist, I've been fortunate that uh, my cancer has been very small and slow growing. So we had to address a couple of lung nodules last year, and that was done uh, with the help of Dr. Troy, my wonderful interventional radiologist here at the Moffitt Cancer Center in Tampa. And uh, he took care of both of those via radio frequency ablation, or RFA. I've also gotten to work with interventional radiologists uh, with targeted radiation therapy known as SBRT, which stands for Stereotactic Body Radiation Therapy. So if you want to learn more about these types of treatment options, you definitely want to check out that webinar. Again, more information on the Colon Cancer Alliance website at ccalliance.org. The new year also starts off with our very first Undie Run Walk, and as has become the tradition, that event starts the year off in my hometown in Tampa, Florida. So Lee's Superheroes, we will be out in full force in our Batman regalia and uh, our great outfits, and would love to have you come out and join us. And that is taking place the first Saturday of February. Saturday, February the 4th at 9 a.m. is when the gun goes off at Al Lopez Park, just on the north side of Raymond James Stadium. If you are in or near West Central Florida, we'd love to see you out there for that Undie Run Walk. Later on in the month, the Undie will travel out to the West Coast, and that will take place three weeks later on Saturday, February 25th, out in Sacramento, California at William Land Park. So for our folks in Northern California and in and around the Sacramento area, the Undie will be heading your way again. That's February 25th at 9 a.m. at William Land Park. So for more information on these and any other events, visit the Colon Cancer Alliance website at ccalliance.org. If you know of somebody that you think has an inspiring story that needs to be heard, we'd love for you to nominate them to be a guest on the Colon Cancer Podcast. All you have to do is visit the Colon Cancer Podcast website at thecoloncancerpodcast.com forward slash guest. And that will take you to the page where you can nominate someone to be on the show. And speaking of the show, I haven't uh, mentioned this in some time, but if you've been become a fan of the show and you appreciate and like what you hear, would really appreciate it if you took a second and went on iTunes, uh, clicked on podcast, did a search for the Colon Cancer Podcast, and left us a five-star review. We'd love to hear your feedback, and uh, this is a great way to do that. 
Do you find frequent trips to the bathroom and all the excess wiping leaving you feeling not quite clean and a bit irritated? I know I did until I came across Fresh Assist. And Fresh Assist is a natural oil and aloe-based spray. And what it does is it turns dry toilet paper into a moistened, cleansing, cooling wipe. And as they say, helps you get clean in between. You can get Fresh Assist by clicking on the Fresh Assist logo on the Colon Cancer Podcast website at thecolancancerpodcast.com, and it will direct you to Amazon where you can get either a single bottle or a two-pack, and if you get a two-pack and use the coupon code 2FRESH, that's T-W-O-F-R-E-S-H, they'll take $2 off of a two-pack order. My guest this week is John Platten. John has been an exercise fanatic for all his life, has lived a healthy lifestyle. Yet nonetheless, exactly two years ago, John was diagnosed with stage two colorectal cancer. During our conversation, John talks about my two favorite words as it relates to our journey through cancer, and that is attitude and exercise. And he's also going to share with us how this journey with colorectal cancer culminated in his opportunity coming up in April of 2017 to hike to the base camp of Mount Everest. Join me now for my conversation with John Platten. John, welcome to the Colon Cancer Podcast. How are you? Good, Lee. How are you this evening? Good. So uh, your story uh, traveled from uh, the West Coast to the East Coast uh, here in Florida, and I happened to f- learn of your story uh, online, and I guess it was shared in the uh, Salt Lake City area in the news, if I have that correct? That's correct, yeah. It was shown on December 4th and 5th on the Fox 13 News, correct? And how did they get a hold of your story? Um, I have a friend of mine that actually set up a, a GoFundMe account uh, for me and sent out some uh, feelers, if you will, to the major networks here in the Salt Lake uh, Valley. And Fox 13 uh, is the one that picked it up and came out and interviewed me and my doctor uh, as well uh, in reference to my cancer and the uh, journey and then also my uh, trek to Mount Everest that's coming up uh, this coming April. Interesting. So to take our listeners back, uh, you were, uh, and still are, I I, I don't want to correct myself, but a very active uh, guy. Exercise was a big part of your life. And a little over, coming up on two years now, you were diagnosed with colorectal cancer, correct? That's correct. And and talk about uh, how exercise was a part of your life prior to your diagnosis, John. Um, you know, I, I've always considered myself an athlete. I was, to me, I was a top specimen of health. And uh, when I started uh, years back, I was into bodybuilding. Uh, I played a lot of basketball. I played football and basketball in high school. And uh, I tried out for college basketball, but uh, unfortunately was cut. But uh, I got into bodybuilding after that and went from 157 pounds to about 226.8 pounds. So I got pretty big pretty fast. And um, after my all of my cancer surgeries, I got down to 162 pounds. Uh, but during, during and after all of my surgeries and my chemo and radiation, I still maintained uh, 
uh, a healthy lifestyle and regimen uh, of exercise, playing basketball, even with the bag and pump on, uh, even during my chemo and radiation times, I played basketball as much as possible. Um, and I walked as much as possible. I hiked as much as possible during that process. So that's, that's what really carried me through um, getting through my, my surgeries and everything without any pain. I mean, I, I never had to take one pain pill the day of or any days after all of my surgeries. That's incredible. Did, and how do you feel and uh, did your doctor validate your physical condition prior to being diagnosed, how that impacted your react, your ability to cope with the treatments and your recovery? Yeah, he said the, the, the fact that I was in such good physical shape and the fact that, and you'll, and you'll know this, Lee, that the mental attitude that you go in with it uh, if you go in with a, a high mental attitude, one that's a very positive, you can get through it. Uh, but if you're if you get down and you let the, those three words that no one ever wants to hear, you've got cancer. You know, it, it really helps you get through it um, a lot better than it would otherwise. You and I should have T-shirts made that say "Attitude and Exercise." It's what I've been preaching as well. Exactly, you're, you're exactly right. It does it does make such a difference, and and and, and I feel a little less embarrassed because my my wife lovingly uh, p- poked fun at me when I was walking on the treadmill with my uh, uh, bag, my chemo pump attached to me. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm sure I'm sure you'll agree it wasn't so much about the physical piece. But did you experience? You know, I I felt like. I'm perspiring. I can't be sick. I can't possibly be sick. I'm perspiring. My heart rate's getting up. Did did you kind of get that kind of uh, mental boost as well while you were exercising during treatment? Yeah, I well, luckily I have a, a great group, of, a support group of friends that I play basketball with, and so every Saturday, um, with a bag and pump on and things, I I would dress down and uh, and go play ball, and they would let me. We'd actually play six on six instead of five on five and the sixth man and i would just kind of go up and down the the sideline they'd let me dribble they'd let me pass i'd pass to the wrong team didn't care <laughs> and uh but as long as i was doing some kind of physical activity during that entire process you know i felt uh human again you know because you feel like almost like there's a something wrong with you when you when you're diagnosed with cancer and you want to you want to get back to some kind of normalcy and for me being able to play basketball and lightly lift weights and, and do some walking that that really made me feel upbeat it made me feel better than than i would have otherwise i see and it's and it's been uh how long since you finished treatment uh my last uh chemo treatment that I, because I had to go through a second round, uh, I had eight doses of ox platin chemo with Leviquid, and uh, I actually finished my last one December 18th, 2015. So you just celebrated a year? Correct. Fantastic. And what are your doctors telling you as far as your uh, prognosis and how, how you're doing now? Uh, I go in every six weeks, as, as I'm sure you're aware. Uh, you probably went through the same thing, uh, where I have to get my port flushed. 
and then I have to go in every other set of six weeks to uh, for the port flush, but also for the CEA marker tests and, and the, the physical. And they tell me that I have the, a heart rate of a highly trained athlete. Cause I'm in the wow. I'm like at a 52, 50 to 53 uh, resting heart rate. So they say I'm, I'm in excellent physical shape. And along with that uh, physicality, they've asked me to go with them to Mount Everest in April. So, Talk to us about that. I was reading your story, and that's initially what caught my attention. Uh, tell us how that came to be and a little bit about that program. Sure. My, my radiologist is Dr. Brandon Fisher, who is one of the co-founders of a group called Radiating Hope. They have a website called radiating, radiatinghope.org. Um, anyway, they asked me, because uh, they knew that I was in great physical condition after all my surgeries and, and chemo, if I would be interested in, in going with them to Mount Everest to take over 2,000 Tibetan prayer flags on behalf of their patients and other individuals uh, who have had cancer as well. And Lee, I'd like to ask, actually add your name to one of the prayer flags to take with us to the peak of Mount Everest, if you're okay with that. Of course I am, and I truly uh, am humbled by that, and I really appreciate that. Absolutely. And so they asked me if I would be interested to go, and I said, yeah. <laughs> and uh, But they, I had to go through a selection process. I had to fill out a questionnaire and physical uh, testing and things, and they through that, they, they picked me to be their cancer survivor ambassador to go to uh, Mount Everest uh, this uh, coming April 11th through the 28th. And we're also taking a used um, but very well uh, maintained uh, radiation machine to Kathmandu to donate to their cancer hospital. And we're going to train them on how to use it because they've never seen anyone that's survived cancer. So that's another reason they're taking me to the hospital. That's incredible. Will you have any medical professionals with you or how does that work? Yes, we'll have uh, several of uh, doctors that are with us. Uh, we're actually going with a group of 35 individuals. Um, four of them that I know of are, are cancer survivors and the rest of them are doctors or individuals who have been asked to go. Now, is this something that you need to physically train for? Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I'm hiking, I'm lifting weights, I'm hitting the treadmill and the elliptical bike. Um, I, I officiate high school and university basketball as well here in Utah. So I'm running up and down the court a lot. <laughs> and I still play <laughs> a lot of basketball as well. I see. So how are you approaching this journey, John? Uh, any differently than if this opportunity had been presented to you prior to your diagnosis? Oh, absolutely, Lee. Um, you know, as a cancer survivor, being asked to go to Mount Everest, I don't go on behalf of just myself. I go on behalf of the millions of cancer survivors and those also those who have supported a cancer survivor and those who may have lost a loved one due to cancer. I go on their behalf. Because, you know, as being an ambassador, that's, that's what I feel is my calling to do when I go to Mount Everest, is to represent everyone else. That's terrific that uh, we remember, and boy, should we, 
uh, those people in our lives, those caregivers who are just so important to us. Oh, yeah. I mean, as you well know, and, and, uh, and our listeners will know that we can't do it without a support group, you know, be it our spouses, uh, our, our family members, our, our friends that we've known throughout the years, and those that we, the new friends that we make, that we meet, uh, you know, as we go through our chemo and radiation and, and that kind of process. So, you know, we make friends wherever we go. Talk to me about how uh, your family has supported you. You know, when we first got those three words <clears throat> that we don't like to hear, we but, you know, we get that. My, my wife was devastated. My daughter was devastated. My jaw dropped. And, uh, but through the entire process, uh, my wife and daughter and friends have, have been by my side all the way. Um, you know, my wife went with me to all of my radiation and chemo treatments. She was at the hospital with me for all of my surgeries and, uh, just a, a tremendous support, you know, and which alleviates a lot of pressure off the individual that's actually going through it. No question. And I did find one thing that was that was very helpful too, and, and our listeners, hopefully, if, if they're going through cancer now, you know, up send updates uh, like on Facebook. Every, every treatment and stuff, I would put information on Facebook. How do I feel? How how are my uh, blood levels? How are my symptoms doing? You know, that kind of thing, because people you know, want to hear that. They they want to support you, and the bet more they know, the more they can understand the process that we're going through. No question. And, uh, you know, and then there are those times where perhaps we don't have the energy to be able to answer a lot of questions. So by sharing that information, it, 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 it kind of can help both, bo uh, both parties in a way. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, and I'm sure you'll know, Lee, and, and many of our listeners will know that once you get the word that you have cancer, people tend to say things that maybe inappropriate to say to someone who has, has just found out that they have cancer. And once you start giving them more information, then, then the questions and the responses become more in, in line with what should be asked uh, with a can person who has cancer. Yeah. In a way you're not only are you giving updates, but you're also educating, aren't you? Absolutely. That's, that's absolutely correct. Yeah, that that that's a good point, and you know, you sound like uh, you you and I sound. It seems like we have some similar traits, and and I always try to find the positive and the good in people, and I and I like to think that people have the best of intentions, even when they do say something uh, that might, in our ears, come across as inappropriate. So if we can help them by giving these updates, I think that's that's good advice. Absolutely, yeah, good call. So uh, we, we've clearly uh, touched on the importance of exercise, the importance of attitude. And I always ask folks during my podcast interviews this question, and that is, if someone were to listen in on to our, into our episode, John, and they or someone they love were recently diagnosed and they just recently heard those three words that we keep referring to, uh, what advice would you want to share with that individual yeah that's, that's a great question lady um <clears throat> I, th I think the, the the one thing i would say is be positive you know stay focused 
you know, don't lose control and stay mentally focused and physically active. Uh, and the, the better your mental attitude that you go into it and the best physical condition that you can possibly be in when you, when you get those three words will certainly be beneficial. And, and let me just say this too, you know, the more you share with, with your individuals uh, and the better support group that you have behind you, pushing you forward, you know, we all have individuals that we need to live for. Don't give up. Never give up when you when you receive the word that you have cancer. Fight, fight the battle, be the winner, and and, and push through it. You'll be just fine. Wonderful words, and I appreciate you sharing those. Well, John, thank you so much for giving us uh, some of your time. Uh, where can people learn more about Radiating Hope and your journey uh, to head to Mount Everest? Absolutely. Uh, they can go on to the Radiating Hope web- website, which is radiatinghope.org. Uh, they can follow me on Facebook. Uh, I'm on Facebook as John, J-O-N, Sticks, like drumsticks, Platten, P-L-A-T-T-E-N. Or they can go to my GoFundMe account which is Cancer Survivors Mount Everest Climb, or they can go to GoFundMe and just enter John Sticks Platten. And there's a lot of updates there as well. Terrific. Well, John, I appreciate uh, you, like I said, spending some time with us. I wish you, first and foremost, continued good health and uh, the best of luck on your journey. Uh, I and certainly my deep gratitude for offering to uh, include me uh, in that trip uh, by carrying a flag. That, that means a lot, and I appreciate it. Well, absolutely. And if our listeners have anybody else that they would like me to add uh, their names to a flag, please uh, you know, let us know, and we'd be more than happy to add their name in honor of an individual that we can take to the peak of Mount Everest. Fantastic. Thank you, John. Thank you, Lee. Great to talk to you. It's time for Ask the Doctor, where your questions about colorectal cancer are answered by Dr. Laura Porter. Dr. Porter is the medical advisor and senior patient advocate for the Colon Cancer Alliance. Hi, Dr. Porter. How are you today? Hi, Lee. How are you? I'm doing well. So my question today that uh, came from one of our listeners is, how are treatment decisions determined, and how do I know if I'm getting the best treatment? Well, that's an excellent question. Um, In an ideal situation, treatment decisions should be made by a multidisciplinary team. Uh, This team generally includes surgeons, interventional radiologists, oncologists, social workers, and other professionals. The multidisciplinary team is is usually present at large comprehensive cancer centers, and uh, it's more difficult if you're in a smaller community setting, but it's not impossible to have that. Um, So as far as chemotherapy treatment goes, several organizations have guidelines for treatment. The best known are from NCCN, which is the National Comprehensive Cancer Network. Uh, For metastatic disease, we have a summary sheet on our website, coloncanceralliance.org, and we have different treatments listed for other stages on the site also. Great. So people can find that information on the Colon Cancer Alliance website at ccalliance.org. Dr. Laura, thank you so much. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Colon Cancer Podcast, and thanks again to our sponsors, H2ORS and Fresh Assist, for your support. The Colon Cancer Podcast is a proud supporter of Genie's Blue Angels, helping to provide financial support to those affected by colorectal cancer. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Colon Cancer Podcast. Notes from this episode can be found on our website at thecoloncancerpodcast.com. You can subscribe to the podcast on our website, on iTunes, or on the Stitcher app for listeners using an Android device. If you or a loved one has a question about colon cancer, please visit the Colon Cancer Alliance website at www.ccalliance.org. Again, that's www.ccalliance.org. You can also email your questions to us at info at the colon Thanks again for listening. Be well, everyone.